man, it's a spooky edition of Draped in Gold. This Halloween Havoc season. Flubba Boys in the booth with you. But as always, I'm not alone. To help me break down everything happening with the white and gold brand, it is the award-winning Real Jack Farmer. Is it officially the white and gold brand? Is that their official claim now? Not the spackle brand? Oh, it has been spackle for moments. Well, I guess it has black spackle, right? No, it's white and gold. Whatever. It's white and gold? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'll take it. That's fine. Well, yeah. I got I got to say, thank you so much for watching us on Facebook, on Twitter, on YouTube, on Twitch, and oh, that extra or whatever. Because I understand the Bump is doing their Halloween special with costumes and stuff right now, but you're here with us. And Jack, what would your costume be if it was a uh, festive holiday for you? Costumes? It's not Halloween. What do you mean? It's 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 next week. It's it's between. Oh, I guess they do Wednesday. Yeah, this would be their Halloween episode. It feels a little premature to be doing Halloween costumes, though. Oh man, the referee of holidays are real. Child. I just I feel like I feel like there's like a, 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 a yeah. They're technically they're right. You got to do the show before the holiday, and if this is their last show before the holiday, this is the time to do it. It just feels like you got a week still. You got to wait till like Friday before you start doing the costume stuff but, okay do you do costumes at all you know are you a costume guy i have the greatest costume ideas you could ever ask for in july and then around this time of year i go oh my god i haven't done anything for my oh Halloween yeah costume. so <laughs> yeah I, I am definitely the what's left at the spirit halloween store guy at this point in my life no judgments. We've all been there. Glass houses and stones, my friends. Uh, yeah. uh, I it was two years ago. I was a uh, uh, flobo al toro miedo, and I use that same picture every year because I don't like doing uh, a new thing. All right, uh, let's get into it because it's Halloween Havoc time. Uh, before we even get to the matches and the results, man, we have a host too, actually, Shotzi and Scarlet. How did they equip themselves this year? I thought this may have been their best hosting job for Halloween Havoc so far. I thought this was fantastic. I thought Shotzi's role as Pinhead, by the way, might be an all-timer Halloween costume. That an old man, done, Jack. That was done so well. It looks so good. It, and no one, no one dresses up as Pinhead, but he's one of the most iconic horror villains. So that was a really cool thing. I thought the set looked great. I love that they opened up with the band. It reminded me of the old black and gold days where you'd have like Poppy opening oh, yeah. up shows like this so that was also really cool to see uh and overall i just i thought this was just a, a really well done show i'm still holding out though hope that one day we might get the giant inflatable demon to make a return uh that, that's not happening at all a uh, shot to brand the, the band new year's day with the song vampire open the show and everyone hang in the chat like amanda ross and pop princess and cat is racing if you haven't followed this man the man is a beast when it comes to the asphalt tracks cat is racing on twitch uh so let's get to our main event man the nxt women's championship was on the line the man becky lynch lyra valkyria or lyra valkyria has been billed for weeks as two irish lasses going at it and well we have a brand new champion, even though Jade Cargo looked from above and just seems to be approving of the decision. Becky Lynch was shocked and surprised as Lara Vakira gets the dub. Walk me through this, Jack. Do you see it coming? And what's next for the title reign? You know, we always talk about NXT UK on this show and how great it was. And even NXT as it is and developmental brands and things of that nature this to me was one of those moments that is a reminder to everyone that you shouldn't just focus on who the biggest name, biggest box office stars are. Yes, Roman Reigns is fun. Yes, WrestleMania, Cody Rhodes, all that stuff is fun to watch. But you and I, Flobo, we got to have quite a treat at this event. 
we have watched Lyra Valkyria for a long time. And we have talked about how great she is for a long time, going back to her NXT UK days. And mm -hmm. for anyone who's a fan of her, who has become a fan of her or learned of her here at NXT, yes, this was a great moment. But I think for us fans who have been watching her for so long, this was just a really really fulfilling moment to see her finally become the champion and a reminder again that you should really give these smaller opportunities these like level ups now or yeah. nxt now give them their time and watch them now because you get to see these people really grow and it's just just a treat to get to see it so I understand the sentiment. I'm down for the new era and all that jazz because Lara Valkyrie did what Tiffany Stratton couldn't, and that's put down the man. But let's be honest. After that match at No Mercy, we were there live. We saw how far Beckham can go for the title. To me, it seems a little pretty anticlimactic how Valkyrie won. I know dubs are dubs, but it'll take me a little bit more to get on board with the new era. I get what you're saying, but I got to tell you, Flobo, I don't remember the last time Becky Lynch took a clean as a whistle loss the way she did this time around. There was no shenanigans, nothing to happen that Becky Lynch could say, yeah, but to Lyra Valkyria beat Becky Lynch clean in the ring. And she did it by outsmarting her, by reversing the manhandle slam in a way that I have not seen done before. So you got to give Lyra Valkyria that, but also... Becky Lynch is a future Hall of Famer. She's someone that people argue about as being one of the best of all time. She's someone who has main evented WrestleMania. We all know the accolades. And so getting a win over her is set career moment for Lyra Valkyria. And I want to make sure that we appreciate what Becky Lynch has done. I mean, she's definitely given a lot of people opportunities and she's promised a lot of people opportunities. I think there's still some people like Zia Lee still lining up saying, Hey, <laughs> shot. but I think the fact that Becky Lynch has done so much, but then the fact that Lyra Valkyria did something that even people on the main roster have struggled to do even people like a, Bianca Belair has struggled to do it. Charlotte Flair has struggled to do it. Bailey has struggled to do it. Sasha Banks has struggled to do it. We look at all of these massive stars that have been on the biggest of stages, and they have struggled to do what Lyra Valkyria accomplished at this event. And I think that should be the big headline tonight. Amanda Russ says it was a good match for sure. And I tend to agree. And even though I haven't been the biggest Becky Lynch supporter, I did think that Becky's run in NXT was actually one of my favorite iterations of the man. But the big guest in the house was Jade Cargill, who seems to be an in-house free agent in all like the anti-ways. Not in free agent, you can go to every brand and wrestle, but more like go to every brand and stake your claim as I can take this anytime. She had the catbird seat, a throne above the ring to watch this one. And the whole world's been buzzing about which brand she's going to go to, who's going to be her first opponent. Did you think we got any clarity about that this week? Nope. And I think that that's how Jade Cargill likes it. I think Jade Cargill likes us all guessing and wondering what she could have planned next. And that's exactly where we're at with her. Could she go to NXT? I think she absolutely could. Could she also follow Becky Lynch back to Raw and say, hey, I saw what happened on NXT and I want to put another loss on your record? Maybe that's the next thing she has planned. We don't know with Jade Cargill and someone with her star power, someone who's got the kind of attraction power that she has, definitely can call her shots and go wherever she wants. We can all say the kind of dream matches we want to see. We can all talk about what could be. But at the end of the day, this is Jade Cargill's world. 
last note on this one. You notice the crowd was uh, singing along, wooing along to Lyra Valkyria's uh, theme song. One question, do you think she's the, the potentially be the new star of the brand? And two, would you want to see a Jade Carr and Carol Lyra Valkyria match and if so sooner or later? I noticed the crowd too. And what I loved about the way the crowd was interacting with this song is this was not an easy song to to clap along with the way they were doing it. This was a very coordinated effort, which shows just how much these fans really like this, this person, this song. Uh, and what I mean by that is, with all respect to Cody Rhodes, the whoa is very easy. You just wait for the moment and you say yeah. it, right? Yeah. Where this was like, there was like certain claps and woes and like, like it was like a, it was like the Cupid shuffle and everyone seemed to know all the beats to it. It wow. was really cool to see. Uh, do I want to see Lyra Valkyria versus Jade Cargill? Absolutely. Who wouldn't want to see that? Maybe someone who doesn't know what they're talking about, but I do. So yes, I want to see it. Uh, I'd like to see Jade Cargill versus a lot of people. I'd also like to see Lyra Valkyria versus a lot of people. So I think it's win-win if that was to happen. And would I like to see it sooner rather than later? Of course I want to see it sooner, Flobo. Why wait? I want my immediate instant gratification. Hey, hey, Pop Princess is with it. She says sooner, sooner Flobo, but I don't know. There's a long line, it seems, of people that want to take down Jay Cargill will be first in line to wrestle her. I just want to see where would Vakira be in the pecking order. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of people that I'd like to see. Like I said, I'm just saying if that's on the table, I I want to see Jade Cargill in the ring. I want to see her start getting down and dirty. I want to see just how good she is here in a WWE ring. I can't even do her catchphrase because we're a family show. Cut the poop. <laughs> Cut the human waste. All right. Let's talk, let's talk <laughs> about what's happening. <laughs> Cut the fecal matter. Let's Why does fecal on. matter sound worse than the word we're cutting out? I, I have no idea. That does sound pretty <laughs> gross. Because you think about all the bits and pieces. Okay. So <laughs> what's happening backstage? Uh, Scarlet, which actually I think spoke a lot more than any other time that she was in WWE. And Shotzi was interacting with some of the crowd. And one of the teams she interacted with was Metaphor. Told her to beware things they hold dear. And the heritage cuff, poof, disappeared. No idea what happened. But I am so glad Noam Dar doesn't have the heritage cup in his possession because he doesn't really deserve it anyway. But touch your boy Kira Tozawa anyway on the side. So... Jack Farmer, walk me through this one. Metaphor is again trying to chase down a cup they kind of stole in the first place. Trying to see out where it is right now. I thought this was really clever that Scarlet was finally able to use her ability to read tarot cards to interact with people on NXT in a way that could actually help them. And the person she really helped was Metaphor. She helped that whole group and she helped Akira Tozawa. Uh, one, I'm Ooh. always excited to see Akira Tozawa. One of my absolute favorites, of course, Noem Dar, also one of my favorites. I think they both know just how talented they both are. And that's why Akira Tozawa, seeing and hearing the tarot card reading, said to himself, look, they say we got to watch out for this Heritage Cup. I'm going to go grab it and keep it safe. And that's what Akira <laughs> did. And that's why even later he he texts Noem Dar. He's like, hey, buddy, don't worry. I got your <laughs> Heritage Cup. Just swing by my place and pick it up anytime. The haunted it's house is this, is this place? I don't know if we know that it's haunted, do we? It's it, only haunted at night. It's only haunted during Halloween Havoc. All houses are haunted during Halloween Havoc. Everyone knows that. Well, that's, that's absolutely true. But I think that uh, <laughs> it's, it's absolutely, I think it was just very friendly and kind of Akira Tozawa to look out for Noam Dar's championship. Noam Dar, though, I got I to gotta wag my finger at him a little bit. He's not very good at holding on to that championship. Because he doesn't deserve it. I know, it. I know. He seems to lose it. And I'm not talking about losing the title. 
I'm talking about losing the actual cup. People seem to grab that thing from him all the time. It's pretty heavy, man. So, I mean, <laughs> I put this down, turn around, get a snack, and then it's gone. It happens all the time. You know what I'm saying? I do, I do want to talk about costumes for a little bit, if that's okay. Something I noticed. Maybe this is my age showing, Flobo. But, it is. Uh, it probably. It usually is. You know, people of our generation would probably say the quintessential horror villain is Freddy Krueger. And we saw Roxanne Perez dressed as Freddy Krueger. Uh, but I noticed there were multiple people on this at this event dressed as Pennywise. Is it is this is that this generation's Freddy Krueger, the Pennywise? I know Pennywise it is an old movie, but the new one came out seems to have reignited the whole red balloon thing. Yeah. Is is Pennywise this generation's Freddy Krueger? I would say so because Pennywise the the reboots came in a big rise of this anti-clown movement. <laughs> where yeah. Clowns are creepy. You're like, no, clowns aren't creepy. They're hardworking men and women who want to entertain children. You're mm -hmm. making it creepy, but I think that's the answer because everyone hates clowns and sewers and dark spaces. Well, no, I don't know if everyone hates sewers. Come on, I mean the the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles make their home. Oh, you know them personally? They told you, huh? Yeah, <laughs> we're in the group chat. We're like this. I swear, in Tacoma, it's you and the turtles hanging out. Well, they don't it's... live in Tacoma, but oh, we, yeah, no one want to listen. We to we chat, of course. <laughs> anyway, speaking on phones that. that look like turtle shells. Okay, I'm actually pretty jealous about that. I wish I had a <laughs> I miss my flip phone because now you can't like end the call angrily, you know? Like, you know what? Forget it. <laughs> the same. All right. So speaking about being in dark sewers, we had ourselves a lights out match, which is not a Mountain Dew pitch black match with uh, GT Dillon against Blair Davenport. Again, we always say this. Uh, these are two of about four women on the roster that need all the wins they can muster and get. They had ourselves a brutal matchup. Uh, it turns out Blair Davenport had a little bit more edge with GT Dillon going through a table. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, Blair Davenport, <laughs> is she on the mend or just is this is a dead cat bounce? This is going to be something where it's going to be a temporary win and it's going to follow the string of losses. Well, I think Blair Davenport is, this was a home field advantage for her. This was, this was basically, I mean, think about all the people that Blair Davenport has been able to di dispatch in the parking lot. And you think, what is a parking lot like at NXT? It's usually when it's dark out. This was dark. It's when there's no rules. There was no rules here. This was absolutely Blair Davenport's home field advantage here, but she took advantage of it. Just because you got the home field advantage doesn't mean you're going to win. She still Fair. had to work hard, still got the win. And I think after this win, you'd be hard pressed to convince me that there's anyone else that's more deserving at a title shot than Blair Davenport. Maybe she should either get the next title shot or she's maybe one win away from it, a number one contenders match or something. But if you are going down the list of people who deserve a shot at the title, Blair Davenport, easy. <sighs> Call me a sour puss, Samuel, but I just didn't get this at all. You know, here is a lights out match. I love the match itself. Blair Davenport is, is trying to be a thing, something I think she's kind of in missing directions is coming over stateside. And Gigi Dolan is someone who's had so many losses that beating Gigi isn't really saying anything. Does that really put you in the title picture? If you beat someone with a, what, oh, after their last five matches on NXT? Well, I think someone like Gigi hmm? Dolan, uh, much like some of the other wrestlers at this event, at this event, uh, again, at a disadvantage going to this one. So I think it's okay that she took the loss here. This wasn't her type of match. This was Blair Davenport's type of match, but I got to tell you, man, 
Gigi Dolan needs to find a way to get back on track. She needs to do it fast too. I mean, when we go back to uh, her time at Toxic Attraction, she controlled her own destiny. Since that group dissolved, though, she's allowed everyone else to control her destiny. Kiana James, Blair Davenport, they all seem to be dictating what Gigi Dolan is doing, when she's doing that, what kind of matches she's having. She's letting other people control her in this situation and in these situations since Toxic Attraction dissolved. She needs to find a way to become more proactive and less reactive so that she can get back on track and get back into title contention. Top tier analysis from a award-winning professional, Jack Farmer. Totally agree with you, man. Uh, you're never wrong unless when you're always wrong. But think about someone who seems to be manipulative. I want your thoughts about this one. Thea Hale and JC Jane are just hanging out with Chase U, man. And they were actually in the corner of Chase U in that tag team title match against the family. And guess what? We have new tag team champions, player uh, in Chase U. But the question I have, though, is why is JC and Thea still around? They thought Chase U was a bunch of squares. They should be out doing other things like buying new leather clothes somewhere. What gives? I mean, I don't know why you're questioning this. They found success. It's been a success ever since they joined the group and came back. And Andre Chase almost cost his team not taking advantage when he had it. But JC Jane, maybe the new MVP of Chase U, taking one no. for the team and allowed no. Andre Chase to get the win. Also, Duke Hudson with some breakout potential here. I mean, how do you deny just how talented this group is when even the tag team champions are showing up saying, I want a shot at these titles. And now Chase U also has a set of tag team titles. This might be the first time we see a group with two separate sets of tag team titles that aren't unified. Oh, you mean like there'd be draped in gold? Mm. Mm. <laughs> but no, but my question still stands, right? You had JC Jane saying, Thea, hell, these guys are squares. They don't believe in you. Let's do something else. And we saw all those uncomfortable montages about Thea Hell being differently. And now they're back hanging with Chase U, clad in leather still. Like, what is the deal? Are they trying to undermine Chase U? If they did, it's a terrible job because they're champions now. If they're trying to join them, why are they still like the two kids are too cool for school? Be like, we'll be there, whatever. <sighs> JC Jane doesn't hate Chase U. No one hates Chase U in this group. JC Jane just thought that Thea Hale was a dork and tried to make her cool, tried Dang. to make her fun. And that's what she did. And now that Thea Hale has embraced it and has become so much more effective, so much more talented, so much more cool, JC <laughs> Jane, look, you don't need to leave your friends. So many people in pro wrestling think that, hey, if you're going to be my friend, you can't be that person's friend. Yeah. JC Jane is like, look, we can still be their friends. And you know what? Maybe along the way, we'll make them pretty cool. I mean, think about it. Even even Chelsea Green and, and Duke Hudson had a little, hey, hello, how are you? So, yeah, Chelsea and Piper Niven, they showed up and they almost like a Pokemon situation, got themselves into a title match next week. And it's a very good possibility that the other half of Chase U, if we're calling it that, could be the women's tag team champions. And I got a question, though. If you're Chelsea, you're Piper Niven, and you do lose the titles next week, is Alba Fire right? Are the titles cursed indeed? I mean, I I don't get involved in hoodoo voodoo flobo. You should. It. That's all. <laughs> I don't remember. I Do don't it. Know, I don't know a single situation where someone could say, "Yeah, I just got involved in the dark arts and everything went well for me." I love that for you, Jack. <laughs> yes. <laughs> dark arts. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yes. Yes. <Gwen. laughs> 
<laughs> no, dude, I get it. I totally get it. It's kind of spooky, but still, imagine. Uh, you know, uh, I, I got to say, too, I love, by the way, this, I think, easily is the best costumed Halloween Havoc that we've seen. And, oh, wow. Okay. And while I, I gave the big shout out to Shotzi earlier, got to give another shout out to Piper Niven, by the way. The fact that she had the, the werewolf mask and she took it off and she was another werewolf underneath yeah. it yeah. was it, it it popped me. I loved it. That was such a great little, little yeah, moment. Very sting. Very like, you know, it's just being, being insane. That's cool, man. I, I want to be able to see that matchup because I do want to see more Piper matches and more Kelsey Green matches. And uh, again, I felt like after the duo drop changed, we haven't seen much of Piper. So respect. Uh, but last question on this one is, where does it leave the Dawn? The Dawn of NXT got folded up by a semi-accredited school. I mean, I would be embarrassed for the family, wouldn't you? I think, you know, you saw them, we saw them in the locker room and they weren't taking Chase U very seriously. And I think they regret that. Obviously, they lost the titles. I think that maybe their success, and, and they've had a lot of success, to be fair. I think they let that get to their heads. And I think they let the fact that Chase U kind of, kind of silly, not the most serious, not the most dangerous seeming people on the roster. But they're talented, and now that they have Gigi Dolan giving them, or not Gigi Dolan, I apologize, uh, JC Jane giving them some some edge, edge, I think that they are as dangerous as they could be. I think what happened is the family just underestimated their opponents, and that's what happens at this level when you underestimate your opponent. Well, this is just only night one of uh, Halloween Havoc. Night two is going to be a next week. But this brings me up to my question this week. General Manager Pickham, this is where I get to ask Jack Farmers if he's a shadow a GM of NXT a question if he was running the show. So you get the call from whatever network, USA, Fight, Lobito Corp, no idea. Uh, and the proposition How much does is Lobito Corp pay. Uh, $2 a minute. Uh, so <laughs> ask your parents to call. Uh, and they yeah, said, That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> they, they say, look, we have a proposition for you. Would you be open to making NXT three hours like the Raw brand? And then here's the thing. At first, you may say yes or no, but riddle me this. On one hand, to have a bigger show, you need a bigger roster, and you really don't have as much leeway to have, um, what do you call it, like cliffhanger endings because you have that time to fill. But on the other hand, you can have a tighter show if it is two hours. So what would you have a three-hour NXT if given the chance? This is the, uh, of course, the we talk about the dark arts. This is the dark arts arts of making TV, right? Uh, mm -hmm. I think the better show is two hours. That's the better show, but the mm -hmm. money is with the three hour show. That so I think as a GM, your job is about making money. So if wow. I'm the GM, I go the three hours. You got it. You take the money you can get, and if the if the if I'm going to get two minutes or two, what is it? Two dollars a minute. <laughs> two, two, two <laughs> a minute. <laughs> then I say, let's add 60 more minutes. Wow. You kind of have hundreds of dollars per episode. That's, what we, <laughs> that's why we do this for you. It's 120 bucks. <laughs> Sorry, kids lighthouse. Here's your hot dog and a handshake. <laughs> oh, I thought that was for me. I didn't think that was for. <laughs> that's not, that's your TV rights are $2 a minute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for TV. Well, it's still like you signed. It's still, uh, it's still, I'll, I'm still keeping it. Well, they can buy their own hot dogs. <laughs> Dang. Draconian and I'm grip. shaking no one's hand. <laughs> and Pop Prince is actually with, with you, you rebel. Uh, two hours is enough. And well, NXT was a one hour show that became a two hour show. The UK was a one hour show. I was kind of wondering how you feel about that. All right. 
So in our NXT Women's Breakout Tournament, we have a finals, but that's because we had two matches on the show this week. Kalani Jordan against Ariana Grace and Carmen Petrovic versus Petrovic, Petrovic, Petrovic against uh, Lola Vice. Let's talk about Kalani Jordan first. Spider-Gwen in tow, taking on the beauty queen of NXT, Ariana Grace. Kalani Jordan was your pick to go forward because she had the Dana Brooke experience, and right now it's paying off in, in, in dividends. Yeah, I really liked her outfit, too. I thought that the Spider-Gwen was a good one. I like it when they, you get good costumes that are also things that people don't think of all the time. And Spider-Gwen, while very famous, isn't one you see done a lot in Halloween costumes. At least I haven't seen. Uh, look, she's a favorite to win this whole thing. And that means, and I said that from the beginning, but that means she has that burden of she's supposed to win. But just because you're supposed to win doesn't mean that you will win. Right. That said, she's found a way, she's done it, she's lived up to the expectations, and she has every excuse not to. I mean, she had a friend, a partner, a mentor, a colleague, a training buddy, whatever you want to call it, that was taken away from her without any warning. And so she had to adjust on the fly, adjust how she handled things, and still found a way to make it work. I, I think she's talented, obviously, but the way she's been able to overcome this adversity and get to the finals and get a win at this event shows that she's not only talented, but she's got a ton of heart. I'm with you, but Ariana Grace was the only person that was in the tournament twice having to withdraw last year due to an injury. And, well, look, you could always break out in many different ways in NXT, but I worry this might be an opportunity squandered for the beauty queen of NXT. Well, yeah, anytime you don't win a breakout tournament, it's an opportunity squandered. But as we've seen in the past, many times, the people who lose the tournament do just as well as the people who win it. Very, very... uh. Uh, was uh, America's next? Uh, was that was that top model? Uh, no, got not talent? top model. Um, uh, uh, America's Got Talent. Uh, um, American I'm, Idol. American Idol. That's the one I'm looking for. Sorry. <laughs> uh, it feels like um, it feels like all the people who took second, third, and fourth did better than the people who did who got first on that. Show. You're just saying that because you're a Dodgy fan. Don't lie to me. <laughs> just just come out there to admit, Jack. I'm coming home. <laughs> no, that's Philip Phillips. <laughs> oh, is that the wrong one? <laughs> They're all the same. They're all the same. For, okay. What's Daughtry's song? I can't remember. <laughs> I don't remember what his dog's song is. <laughs> um, so, you know, I hope bracket. Daughtry's not a fan of the show. That'd be sick. Well, not anymore. He's not. <laughs> what, what a bummer. You're like, I sure love Draped in Gold. Helps me escape from all the stress of a failed music career. And, <laughs> right. It's like, oh, whoops. Uh, sorry. I say uh, failed. I'm sure he's doing just fine. He has more money than I do. He's going to probably do that. I have more money than both of us. For real. Uh, the other side, you got Carmen Petrovic against a lot of vice. Build as karate versus MMA. May, which I thought was pretty cool, very ultimate fighting, classic ultimate fighting championship before the UFC became a thing. But Lola Vice, another person with extended experience being tacked on with Electra Lopez, has a ticket to the finals. Cedric Welton is over the moon. His favorite competitor is going to the finals of the women's breakout tournament. Is Lola Vice our future winner, though? I mean, a lot of people have pegged her to be the person who wins this whole thing. And it's hard to argue, especially as she's going to the finals. She's got the MMA background. So clearly she's got the pedigree. She's also much like a Kehlani Jordan is working a lot with someone who has been around for a while and knows what they're doing with Electra Lopez. So if I'm looking at all the tangibles, absolutely Lola Vice could win the whole thing. Absolutely. She should be the favorite. In fact, I think she is primed to win the whole thing. If, if you're, Looking at the stats, if you're looking at the figures, if you're managing all this stuff, I think that she easily has the advantage. That said, as I mentioned earlier, Kaylani Jordan shows that she has the intangibles. This is 
much like this match at this event was karate versus MMA, I feel like the finals is going to be the tangibles versus the intangibles. And that will be fascinating to see. Got to put you feet to the fire here. Call it for me. Will Colin Jordan or Lola Vice win the women's breakout tournament next week? If I have to pick one, I'm going Lola Vice because tangibles you can count on. Intangibles you cannot. Wow. That is like life advice. Uh, let's, let's just keep it in the women's division. Our opening contest here was a devil's playground match, which Roxanne Perez was on one side. And can someone help me out with this? Kenna James's intro has a helicopter landing. Is she flying the helicopter or she's being escorted? And what rooftop is in Orlando? I'm really confused about this. Someone help me out. Because when she was a boss lady, I get that. But is she just rich? Does she have a big connect? Okay, anyway. And I'm, anyway, the matchup, Devil's Playground match, Roxanne Perez wins via Pop Rocks on a purse filled with bricks, I guess. Jack, make sense of this for me, please. I got to talk about that entrance, too. What I, The bummer about that entrance for me is it is so close to being so cool. But... Because it lands, and then she doesn't walk out of the helicopter. She walks from the side. You know, the way the video is done, it just doesn't. Yeah. If, if there was a way that she could come out through the middle, then I'd be like, oh, my God, this is this is so cool. But, like, it's it's so close to being such a cool. I don't know what that is. I don't know. She could, I mean, she's a pilot. I have no idea. <laughs> uh, but I, I feel like it's it's just like, if I, I don't know, because you obviously can't go through the middle, but, like, I, and if it was if it landed off to the side, it wouldn't look as good. But you know what I mean? Like there's something that's like, oh, this is so close to being such a cool idea. And there's too many rich rich characters on that brand. I mean, between Blair Davenport and Tiffany Stratton and Fallon Henley pretending to be Tiffany Stratton, <laughs> there really <laughs> isn't much to work with. It. I'm just really odd about that. Uh, so Roxanne Perez got a win, very well done. It makes sense she got the win too. We talk about home field advantage here. I can tell you one thing, or I'll tell you two things. There are two things about Kayla, uh, Kiana James that she's not. She's not someone who does hardcore stuff. She's a business professional. And as a business professional, that means she also doesn't hang around in playgrounds. She's busy working all the time. So of course she didn't get the win. That said, I think that, that uh, Roxanne Perez got the win, did an amazing job. There's no denying that she is a prodigy. I think we all agree on that. There's no, you, you can't question it at this point anymore. But I want to see from Roxanne Perez just a little bit more focus. I want to uh. see... I want to see her understand how to piece together the wins to get back to the mountaintop, to get back to the NXT championship. The side quests, they're fun to watch, uh, and they're getting some wins for her, but she needs to get that tunnel vision that gets her back to the championship. And I'm going to compare her to a guy named Cody Rhodes. Whoa. And Cody Rhodes, similarly, is going on some side quests in his, his story. But... You can see how every side quest he goes on is getting him closer and closer to that championship. I want Roxanne Perez to bring that same kind of focus because I think we all agree that she is a championship competitor. She just needs to find a way to get these wins to start getting her closer to that championship. Well, the crowd in the CWC is with you. I mean, the Let's Go Roxy chance is pretty dope. And I think that there people do want another opportunity for Roxanne Perez, even though she's kind of like everyone's top of mind, number one contender for anyone with that championship. But uh, and I got to I got to I got to argue with you, though, Flobo. I mean, you had Becky Lynch here 
mm-hmm. who was given title shots to everybody. In fact, she still has some lined up that she has to she hasn't finished. Right? Why wasn't Roxanne Perez's name on that list? I think Roxanne made the mistake of trying to learn from the best to use that to exploit the best. And Becky Lynch saw that, cut her off, and go, "No, champ, get patched up." But I think the extra step cost her. It's not a bad thing. I just think she was a bit too cerebral for her own good. Well, that's and therein lies the focus I wish that she had is I think that uh, I think that Roxanne Perez should have found a way to get a title shot before Valkyria did. Does it bother course, you? 20, hindsight's 2020, but that's that's where I'm getting flow. But I think Roxanne Perez is doing great. I just think she needs to start getting her name on the list of contenders and not, oh, yeah, she she we could put her in there eventually. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. I actually, I'm with you. I do feel like there's an opportunity that, okay, I'm okay. You're away from the title for a while. Now there's a chance for you to get back to it. But uh, NXT of the past couple of weeks has had featured more women's matches than any other promotion in professional wrestling in North America. But does it bother you that two years after being crowned the best women's division, we don't really talk about that as much? Does NXT need that clout or should it keep grinding, keep doing what it's doing? Or do you think it's as strong as it used to be? Like, what's your take on the influx of women's matches on NXT programming? Well, the reason we don't say it as much is because they're dealing with the curse of being the best team. Uh, you look at any, any sport, when you have the best team, we, the team that wins the Super Bowl, the team that wins the, uh, the World Series, the team that wins whatever, the next year, that next offseason, every time they just get raided of all their talent. It happens with that's why in football, no team has won three Super Bowls in a row because it's every time you win a Super Bowl, every GM says, I want your team. And that's what happens to NXT. So all the people that we once said made them the greatest women's division in pro wrestling have now been raided and taken to other brands. So it's hard to have that comparison. So to your point about what should NXT do, I agree. They should just keep grinding because you know what? They're going to have the best women's division again. And that's what that's what teams like Duke basketball do. They just keep doing what they're doing. And sure, every year their team gets raided. But guess what? They're going to be fine because they're just going to keep doing what Duke does. It's a good sign if you're a competitor that wants to go into wrestling. That if you go the NXT route, you have a good chance of being featured and being one of the best. But Pop Princess agrees with you, and I do too. Just kind of interesting how this time around has been kind of quiet. I guess the 2.0 bomb reset kind of like scattered a lot of fans, and now it's almost like almost like uh, almost like underground because it's on USA Network, which is the most basic cable channel. But it's, and it's kind of a side thing to go. Oh, I watch NXT. Oh, I do too. And now it's getting bigger. bigger. It is getting a lot of good positive momentum, I think, because they keep doing good stuff. This is a fun, this is a fun show to watch as a wrestling fan in general. Yeah. Yeah. You're not just saying that. Uh let's talk about uh, other fun things. Lexus King against the presumptive NXT level up champion Dante Chen was live. It's a debut for Brian Pillman Jr. And Vic Joseph did not shy away from the fact that Lexus King is Brian Pillman Jr. How do you because you are an AEW fan and you saw mm-hmm. Brian Pillman Jr. compete on Dynamite and Rampage. How do you fare himself? How do you quit himself this t- go around on Tuesday nights? I think he was great. I think it's fantastic. Lexus King. I mean, fantastic. you look at the entrance, the attitude, the dude is a star and I have a feeling he's going to ruffle a lot of feathers in NXT, but you know what? That's what loose cannons do. That's who he is, whether he likes it or not, fella. And I think that, you know, a lot of people, us on the internet, we're like, how come people don't go by their real name? How come people don't talk about who their dads are or who their family is? I think that I, I like the fact that, 
Lexus King is saying, you know what? I don't care what you want me to do. I don't yeah. care what you say. I'm not that guy. I'm this guy. And yeah. Lexus King, I think, like I said, going to ruffle some feathers. But at the end of the day, I think he's going to be a very successful fella. Let's talk about this for a second. Because I, I felt like not so much with Lexus King because we're kind of like, ah, whatever. But I remember when, when Braun Breaker was competing as Rex Steiner until he debuted as Braun Breaker. It was a huge uproar. So many fans were saying, just call him Rex Steiner. Just call him this. And I'm saying it, everyone's saying, just call him. That's not fun or interesting. This seems like a very easy, simple solution. Braun Breaker has to make sense. Is the name fun? No, it's dumb. But so is Hulk Hogan. Mom and dad Hogan didn't have a son named Hulk, but we rode with it because his character has some attributes. I think Lexus King, although it does seem weird, although it feels like it's like a fantasy novel character, could be fun because he's the only person in the roster doing that old school like like leather jacket and tights and guitar riff theme song from like the 90s. I'm down with that. Yeah, he's definitely, he's got a, the character's definitely 90s, but it also feels very 80s rock and roll too, true, you know, true, true. you could see him playing guitar alongside Poison or like Whitesnake or something, right? Wow, and wow. Uh, I, I just, I, fog I think, hat. Rush. <laughs> well, not all right. Do, 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 right. I mean, I mean, more like the glam rock, you know, like oh, the Motley Cruz. Come on. Fine. <laughs> all right. Fog hat. I thought I sounded old. Rush. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Canadian Rockets. ZZ Top. Yeah. He's uh, got legs. <laughs> This show, this show is just gonna be us singing old songs. That, <laughs> <Right>. yeah. <laughs> That's the highest rated episode ever. What happened? Right. <laughs> He's, they say jukebox hero for like three <laughs> minutes. That's not in his eyes. All right, sorry, I'll cut you off. But in any case, yeah, I think that Alexis King. This is this is this is the kind of attitude that works. This is the kind of attitude that gets people talking. This is the kind of attitude that gets you main events. I think that Lexus King trying to shed that old name and be his own man even though it may seem like there are some echoes and shadows of Brian Pillman in him, I think it's great. Does it matter for, for generations? Cause when I was a kid, uh, there was, there was talk about second generation competitors and, and third generation competitors. And like, remember the rock was, was, was touted as that when he became Rocky Maya via, um, when you're a new fan or younger fans or fans past generations, is that still an appeal? Are we still hyped that Ava Reigns a fourth generation competitor? Or do we say, let's take her as she is? Well, I think that's, you have to look at first off, who are we talking about, right? I think mm -hmm. if you're the child of Ric Flair, that's a name that still resonates with younger people. I think The Rock is someone who still resonates with younger people. Uh, you and I are of an age where we remember Brian Pillman. But I'm sure there's a whole lot of people watching that do not, mm -hmm. which is why I think maybe it's a good idea that Lexus King says, no, I'm not this guy. Quit comparing me to this guy. Because I know when I was younger, I hated when they talk about the old guys. I want to talk about the cool new guys. Oh, yeah, you know? absolutely. And so I can tell you right now, if, if I'm a fan of pro wrestling and I'm a kid, I'm like, I bet Lexus King is way cooler than Brian Pillman. Absolutely. I'm with you. I think the, the, the counterpoint that supports your argument is uh, Rick Gonzalez. Like, no one talks about him. But Raquel Rodriguez is like, dope. You know what I mean? She's right. dope, dope on her own as it is. Uh, well, and I look back to, for me, the, 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 where I personally can see this was I remember Randy Orton. And being like, yeah, Cowboy Bob. He's way cooler than Cowboy Bob Orton. Now, Cow I'm sure older people older than me are like, no, Cowboy Bob Orton was the greatest. You know? Yeah. But to me, I'm like, no, Randy Orton, he's the cool one. 
But, but to be fair, as a counterpoint, man, I love Chavo Classic. That dude was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Chavo Classic. All right. <laughs> uh, Some burning questions. These are some questions I, I came across while watching NXT. Maybe you can help me out with this because uh, you are just the expert here on the show. Uh, Vic Joseph got dressed up, ironically, to have a sit-down interview with both Ilya Dragunov and Carmelo Hayes for the pending matchup next week. Dragunov, Hayes, three. Uh, this could be the biggest match for both men's careers. Do we get a new champion after next week? No. I've never bet against Carmelo Hayes. Yeah, you never do. Never do. In fact, it's it's a a rule of the show. We don't bet against Carmelo Hayes. But I looked at these. I looked at this these interviews. I looked at what they were, what they were talking about, and how they presented things and. Ilya Dragunov, sometimes his emotions, I think, are his weakness, but man, like he is so locked in. He is so focused. I want you to think about the way these guys were talking about mm-hmm. this match, and Carmelo Hayes like, hey, I, I want to be him. I want to be the champion. I want to be the guy that's on top. Dragunov, though, he's like, my son finally is proud of me. This is my life. This is who I am. I will endure anything. His, he is so focused and ready to go. One thing Ilya Dragunov will never do is look past someone. Let me tell you that right now. He he is super focused. I think right now, Carmelo Hayes really wants the championship. I think Ilya Dragunov more than needs that championship. I think the idea of someone taking that championship away from him is like the idea of someone taking his son away from him. This is not something he wants. This is something he cannot live without. And I think that that will be the difference maker when these two go at it for the third time. I actually agree with you. Who's going to win that matchup? Because it likes my second question. Did Carmelo whoop that trick? No. (gasps) You don't think Carmelo did it? No. No, I don't think Carmelo did it. Carmelo said he didn't do it. And I believe Carmelo Hayes. And in fact, I believe his justice for trick hashtag that should be trending more than it currently is. Carmelo Hayes. It's not trending at all, really. He's him. He is him. He's he's not going to lie. He'll tell you how it is. He, He constantly is getting battered. You know, I think I know who it is. I don't know if we want spoiler alerts. I think it's very obvious who it is. And I'm surprised no one's talking about it. Who is it? It's Judgment Day. What? How is no one saying it's Judgment Day? Trick Williams has repeatedly gotten involved in Judgment Day business, repeatedly gotten involved with Dominic Mysterio. Of course they attacked him. Why am I the only one that sees this? Because your conspiracy theorist coming out of thin air. If it's it's Judgment Day, you owe me a big Jack Farmer's always right. Uh that's high, that's high, that's high wages, man. I don't, I don't know. I could do it. the show can't be canceled. Uh, but you do think that Trick Williams is gonna cost Carmelo that matchup next week, right? Because he thinks he did it. At least Trick thinks Carmelo did it, right? I don't want to put any thoughts into Trick Williams' head. That's for him. He hasn't had a chance to speak about this yet. But I think when he does, what he's gonna say is that Dominic Mysterio attacked him. That's or- true. Maybe it was Damian Priest so that Dominic Mysterio could uh, kick him while he's down. But you yeah, know, like when Rikishi ran over Stone Cold for three weeks and it was like, yeah, whatever, Triple H. I was like, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> that was the whole point. <laughs> I did it for The Rock. All right. Uh, Von Wagner is continuing to recover. He's in physical therapy. But even Von Wagner says, Mr. Stone, you're going to get killed having a match against Braun Breaker. Is there any way Mr. Stone could win his match against a pup face gremlin? No. No. <laughs> 
I no, tried. He can't, he can't that is a, that's a quick that's a quick burning question, right? <laughs> like, I, no, he's gonna die. I love how Robert Stone says, uh, "Yeah, you know what? I don't have any regrets as long as I can get one hit in. No regrets about him beating me up." And I say, Robert Stone, the reason you don't have any regrets is because he hasn't beaten you up yet. Once Fair. Braun Breaker is punch you in the face, I guarantee you a couple regrets are going to start creeping in. Just a couple. Gotta, I have regrets. I have you got to think ahead a little bit here. <laughs> I have regrets. It's <laughs> bouncing off the mat. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Forgetting I quit match. I want to I have regrets match. <laughs> I have regrets. Uh, he's going to get killed. It's going to be kind of fun. It's going to be live for our entertainment. So why yeah. not? I mean, Robert Stone is a he has wrestled in the past. He knows what he's doing in there, but Braun Breaker, come on. Him and Carmelo Hayes are gonna create the new two-man power trip. It's gonna be awesome. And Braun Breaker's not getting derailed by Robert Stone. I'm actually torn about that because Braun Breaker and Carmelo Hayes being on the same tag team would be so cool for posters and a thing, but I just don't think Braun, I don't think Carmelo gets any cooler. <laughs> I know Braun might, but I don't think Carmelo's gonna get any cooler having Braun Breaker in his corner. You know, I don't want to sound like I'm trying to quote other wrestlers or things like that, but there you are. when I'm listening to Braun Breaker, I keep thinking to myself, where's the lie? Everything he says is accurate, right? Like he's 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 making a lot of good points. He's just so susceptible. <laughs> what well, are you gonna join like the dyad or, or schism? Is schism still a thing anymore? They quit. I don't know. Are you gonna join another cult in wrestling? It depends how cool and popular it is. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. It's like you're not cool enough. I want to join now. Uh I got two more for you. Uh, Nathan Fraser had uh, his own show, Hard Hitting Home Truths, which happens so infrequently. I forget he has one, and basically use it to declare uh him as number one contender for the North American Championship. Oh, okay. Dirty Dom, Nathan Fraser. Will Nathan Fraser walk away with the strap? No, because look, he says himself, he's got to, he'll never slow down. I think Nathan Frazier needs to slow down and think about what he's doing. He's, he's thinking with his emotions right now. And he's thinking, he's getting really excited and he's thinking really like, oh yeah, I can't wait to beat this guy and win the title. But he hasn't addressed the fact that Dominic Mysterio has the judgment day with him. And the Judgment Day and Dominic Mysterio have been able to stop the very best in pro wrestling. And he hasn't addressed how he is going to neutralize that outside threat in any way. I think he's envisioning himself in a one-on-one -on -one match. And if that was the case, 100% he has a chance. I don't think that's how it's going to go. I think Judgment Day is going to be there. And I think that that's going to cost him. And instead of thinking fast and trying to get to the win right away, he needs to stop, slow down, and come up with a game plan. Wow. Well, since I'm the authority on this, I'm rooting for Dominic because he has a better hair than Nathan Frazier. Uh, but I got one more question for you before we roll out of here. Uh, the Creeds and Angel and Umberto will have a match next week. Uh, and it's a tables, ladders, and scares match. I've never heard of this before. Have you? What do you think is going to happen next week with these two black hordes? I got to say, I've, I've never been more disappointed in the Creed brothers than I were at this event. What? <laughs> Everyone's dressed up, having fun, and uh, that's right, JLJ. Me, the hair is the creeds come out and, and they're funny duddies, they're kind of making fun of the way our hosts are dressed. They're they're not dressed up very much themselves, they're kind of putting down the whole thing. What what buzz kills? What yeah. party poopers? But that's the whole thing. They train hard and they fight. What do you want them to do? Come out there like dressed like clowns, or look, I, everyone else dressed up, everyone right. else had a fun time. 
but they come out there and again they kind of condescend oh you and your you and your little edward scissorhands and blah 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 yeah. no riddle me this jack farmer would you rather have someone come out in the full costume or that weird cheap costume where it says this is my costume or i'm myself this week no they came out there like we're not doing this we're here for business and we're here to make it happen yeah and they were buzzkills. life of the party i'm sure you know who i wanted to win next week the guys who dress up as werewolves umberto I was like, Carrillo, <laughs> Alberto Carrillo and uh, Angel Garza. Those guys, they've got the wolf scratches. They're howling at the moon. They've got their ghost dad watching them. Come on, they're built for Halloween. Oh, okay. Ghost dad was Bill Cosby, first of all. <laughs> Second of all, it's their granddad. Bill Cosby's not going to NXT. <laughs> I don't, I, I, I'm glad he's not, but <laughs> it would be interesting. We'll lose our family friendly reading. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Before we before you wrap this up, man, is there anything you want to mention about uh, NXT Halloween Havoc Night One? They have really, really embraced Halloween Havoc uh, in NXT, and I feel like they've really found the essence of it. And it's it's so cool as a WCW fan as well to see them do this. And sometimes we've seen NXT or Raw or SmackDown or other companies they'll say this is a theme show and they kind of phone it in, you know, they don't really do anything different. They just call it a different name. Right. I love that NXT leans so hard into the Halloween theme. It's so fun. It makes the show fun to watch. It gets to, it allows us to see different sides of characters like a Kaylani Jordan wearing the uh Spider Gwen outfit. It's like, "Oh, cool. She's in this spider." You know, it just t- teaches me something new about this person. Uh it's fun. It looks different. I wish more shows did this more often, like with just different themes and things like that, but like leaning into it really hard. As somebody who doesn't like spooky gimmicks, I think it's totally allowed here, but give me slamboree. I want like someone to have a wrestling show at a cookout and having like those like monster truck announcers and like, hey, oh, that's a slam. I want, I want one of those. Give me one of those, NXT. Slamboree. We, <laughs> we can bring back the American announce team for uh, <laughs> Woo, <doggy>. <laughs> <laughs> I love that dragon off. I saw her, I saw her do clam. <laughs> It's now time for the MVP of NXT. The last one asked Jack who stuck out for them, person, tag team, or staff member. Who was your MVP? I mean, I, I always like to come up with someone a little clever here, but it's Lyra Valkyria. Come on. She she won the championship. She beat Becky Lynch clean in the ring. It's it's her by a mile. I, I don't know if you could say anybody else and have it be like it's even nearly as close. I got to give it to your boy, Kira Tozawa. He did something that I wish someone would do and make the Lamdar fret because I'm so tired of metaphor. I'm so tired of the Heritage Cup being in his possession, and this could be the start of something glorious. Akira Tozawa is my MVP. Well, I'm never going to argue Akira Tozawa. Come on. <laughs> Akira is Ray. The power of Tozawa. Draped in gold, this is episode 123. Thanks so much for rocking with us. I know the bump is during their Halloween thing as we record this, but who cares? The better show is here because we don't wear costumes like Creed's. Jack Farmer, if someone want to connect with you or even book you for an event because you're doing those too, how do they go about doing that? You can find me at Real Jack Farmer across all social media. I'm going to be on the call for Santino Bros Night of the Human Death Match Thursday. That's tomorrow as of this recording, and it's going to be available on Fight TV. We're going to get to see the championship on the line in a death match. There's going to be a lot of sharp objects and blood and painful stuff. It's it's not going to be pretty, and you'll get to hear me squeal along and get squeamish as it all happens on Fight TV. By the death match, can they just work work it out? <laughs> can they, can I they talk, can't we talk? Yeah, talk it through, man. What's going on? I mean, can we settle this over a game of Catan? <laughs> oh, wow, that's gonna cause more fights. 
<laughs> the most the most polarizing game. All right. Anyway, Draped and Gold is here every Wednesday to break down NXT action. Learn more at drapedandgold.com. Flobo Boys here. Follow me on that X at Flobo Boys or at Blue Sky if anyone's on that thing at Flobo Boys as well. But until next time, Jack Harvest, hear the words. Do your best and be yourself. <laughs>